Welcome back. It's Alana. And Jacqueline. And we're back for another episode of Black and Yellow. Hey, guys. Body hair edition. Body hair. <laughs> what shall you do? I feel like when the weather body hair. gets hotter, we get a little more naked. Expose more skin. Right. The conversation, naked. at least in feminist spaces, about body hair and to shave or not to shave. That is the question. Comes up a lot. And... I often find myself getting very frustrated with that conversation because I think women of color are always left out of that equation. And Mm. I always feel like it's white feminists that talk about you shouldn't have to shave. You know, you should have autonomy over your body. Do whatever you want. Don't shave. And a big part of me almost wants to just be like, listen, white feminist who has very fair skin. Yeah. With very fair hair that you can't really see. That's very easy for you to say. It's different when you're a woman of color. Southeast Asians, too. There's a lot of backlash when it comes to that. I think women of color are constantly being left out in this entire topic of hair removal Mm -hmm. and how it became popular and why it's normalized and all the stuff that white women don't have to deal with because they're white. Right. And I think for purposes of this episode, we are talking black women, but also Southeast Asian women, Middle Eastern women, South American women. If you are a darker pigmented woman, we talking about you. Yeah. Only because... Our hair is darker, it grows yeah. thicker, it's a lot more noticeable. Right. There's also maybe a lot more hair in other areas that are not typically, and I say typically, quotations yeah. in the air that some white women don't have to deal with. Yeah, I think when when feminists are talking about the the removal of body hair, generally we're talking about armpits, legs, legs and crotch. Yes. Generally. But most have to deal with right. arms, back, right. face. face, knuckles, feet, stomach, so on and so forth. Exactly. And a lot of you have to also understand that I think with women of color, the culture is also different. Mm -hmm. So in some cultures where there is body hair is accepted, it's not frowned upon, it's not shamed upon. So then some of these women who are assimilating into white culture, if they do come from not America and they immigrate here, they have to deal with certain uncomfortableness or, I mean, the culture shocks of not understanding why their body hair is bad. Right. Right now. Totally. Right. So let's, I guess, start at the top. Yeah, let's get into the history of... Oh, I was going to ask you about your history. Your personal history history of shaving and body hair before the history. You're absolutely right. That's what we wanted to do. Um, So just a little disclaimer in this. I'm going to mention this overall throughout the show again, but I don't know if I'm just a rare breed. (laughs) (laughs) And I am very grateful because I never have had to really deal with these things, but I've been around it enough. To understand what it is like to have to worry about shaving your legs. All of my closest best friends, all of my women friends, it's just something that I've heard. And and once they hear about me, most of them get mad at me and Uh, get angry at me and take it out on me. Got it. Because I practically virtually have no body hair. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can trace this back to my ancestors. (laughs) My father already, most Asian men in general, and this is the idea of Asian men also being you know, a little bit uh, not as masculine because Asian men also don't have much hair. Mm -hmm. So my dad doesn't have much hair. He's like, I was surprised once I went to go like, like caress his arm or something. I was eight years old and I was shocked because he felt like a woman. 
supposedly, ah, like, and that's, you know, because he was so soft. He had no arm hair. Yeah. Um, and then my mom, on top of that, is even more hairless. Ah, my okay. mom is virtually never had to shave her entire life. And she's also of a much oh, bless. older. Yeah, right? Yeah. And she's also of a much older generation. So even if she did, she didn't care, didn't have to, didn't think she needed to, okay. couldn't afford it. You Got know, it. Whatever it might have been. Because it gets pricey. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So I never have had to really shave. Mm-hmm. Um, I have definitely, uh, you know, during the summer, uh, dealing with bikini lines and maybe an ar- maybe the armpits. But my, my arms and my legs are virtually... Um, hairless. I've never had to shave my arms or my legs. So, please don't hate on me. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't choose to be born this way. Um, I've definitely gotten a lot of heat from a lot of my mostly white girlfriends, but women in all all areas. Mostly just you know either jealousy or anger, all of the above. Um, uh, not that like it was a horrible feeling, but that mm-hmm. it was just like wow, I never really, really, really noticed how much of an impact it was until I said something like, yeah, I've never really had to shave my legs or arms. And seeing women's reactions really made me understand what they had to go through. Mm -hmm. And that was so eye-opening to me because it's like, you don't know what you don't know. You know, I grew up in this body in a home where my mom didn't shave. (coughs) I wasn't around that. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to. So for me, that was my normal. Got it. But realizing that for most women's, that's the complete opposite was I just felt very grateful and very blessed and my my heart and my my sympathy and my the bank accounts yeah um, definitely I hear you. was uh I definitely felt felt for feel for these women yeah I I'm I'm with you I'm not a super hairy person either my parents aren't super hairy I don't remember my mom ever teaching me how to shave mm-hmm. I think shaving actually came into my consciousness because when I was in grade school I was 12 when I started shaving I remember that And I remember seeing a couple of white girls from a class higher than me making fun of one of the black girls in my class for having hairy legs. Specifically, the hair on the back of her legs was noticeable because when you're African-American, your hair, your leg body hair grows darker, thicker and curly. Okay, that makes sense. It's not straight. So it's very, very noticeable. And I remember seeing this cluster of white girls pointing and laughing at my friend I remember not understanding why. And then when I took a step closer, I was like, oh, there's hair on her legs. Are the, is there hair on my legs? I must do something about this. Oh. And I remember raiding my mom's, I guess, hygiene drawer, finding a razor and just like starting shaving. And it was very hack and I. <laughs> like I definitely cut myself because I didn't know what the F I was doing. But I just knew that it was something that if you didn't take care of it, the white girls would make fun of you. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And now, full disclosure, I am a laser hair removal addict. Mm. For some feminists, the idea of not shaving is a radical choice and a political statement. Totally. For me, my radical choice is I am not going to shave my legs every day. I'm not going to shave my arms every day. Instead, I'm going to go and get laser hair removal Every 10 weeks on my legs, full bikini, which is bikini line and anus, just so we're clear, and my armpits. That is the extent of shaving that I will do. Uh Shaving uh, in air quotes. Right. But I will not do it day in and day out. Like, I will not allow the patriarchy to tell me every day you need to be hairless and you need to shave. And is that why you, that's why you decided to do laser hair? Totally. Because you weren't going to. Well, and it's also 2019. Like, yeah, like step into the. The modern day. Why right. are we shaving when right. you can 
just zap it out. And also, yeah, and like things like you can't recycle used razors. Nope. You can't recycle the bottles that shaving cream comes in. Like there's yeah. a lot of waste yep. that's tied to the act of shaving every day. Yep. That I also would like to not be a part of. Of course. And laser is just easier. There's no ingrowns. There's no fuzzies. There's none of that like cactus-like regrowth. So it's a win-win, I think, Yeah. for me. Right. And I'm so used to doing it that it doesn't even hurt anymore. Wow. Because that's the number one question that I get is, does it hurt? And I'm like, well, it feels like a cold rubber band snap. Oh, I see. But I'm in and out and in so, 20 minutes and it feels like meditation. How long have you been doing it for? Ooh, for like five or six years. Okay. Yeah. Something right. like that. And is there any like health consequences that come with it over time? So depending on how highly pigmented your skin is, it can leave burns over time, mm. which is why I go to a woman of color to do my laser hair removal. Mm, so see. she knows where to set the machine and where not to. Uh, but from my knowledge, I don't quite know. I see. I mean, we use lasers for so much in medicine yeah. now. I, I would be hard pressed to figure out like to find like awful health benefits. Right halfway down the road yeah yeah it's been around for a long time now yeah but just so we're all clear on the definition of hair hair is a naturally occurring substance which grows on the human body as well as other mammals comprised of keratinous filaments aka dead skin cells that usually are cinder like shaped and generally serve the body as a type of insulation and protection so hair is good it's good to have body hair yep it protects you it regulates your body temperature. Definitely. Uh, it protects you. It does all <laughs> kinds of... Most doctors will tell you that that's what it's there for. But our media does not portray body hair in a good light at all. Like, if no. you think about body hair on women, we don't see it on TV. In television ads or in print ads, women are shaving already shaved legs or waxing yes. already waxed you actually, legs. I never even thought about that, but as I was researching for this episode, I realized, wow, you don't even actually ever see a woman in a shaving commercial, razor commercial, actually shaving. Because when it comes to women and body But hair, you do for men. Well, right, because that's like masculine. Yeah. Or chest hair, right. virility. But when it comes to body hair on women, it's looked at as unkempt, unclean and unladylike right and also the politics of it are skewed and the history history for has sure. a huge uh, definitely effect on this. and if you think of where epilators and razors are epilators are those little machines that like you roll over the hair and it pulls the hair out oh, okay. those are near the tampons and pads right it's all in that yeah. one quote-unquote yeah, yeah, dead zone or what i call no man's land because mm -hmm. i never see a man in that aisle ever it's mm -hmm. always women and it's always the the chick stuff mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, we have an issue with seeing body hair. It's just not something that we like to look at. If nope. It's not on a man. Nope. Women have a problem seeing other women. Just your example of that. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, uh, stories of women with this, you know, third wave of feminism mm -hmm. coming in, using it as a sign of protest, recounting their own stories of uh, how other women looked at them. Uh, I yeah. personally feel it sometimes. Uh, and it's so interesting that how how somehow that has just been ingrained in our culture. Yeah, and it has. that it's just unpleasant for sure to look at for sure. And to be specific, so third wave feminism, that's the feminism wave that focuses heavily on deconstructing female stereotypes and media portrayals and the language we use to define women. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of women, especially older women, 
the idea of not shaving, which is so closely tied to femininity and standards of ideal beauty, is crazy. What do you mean by older women? Like women from older generations. I know that my mom is like very put off when she sees hairy underarms on a woman. Women that grew up in a different time, maybe 40s, 50s, and 60s, when shaving started to become a thing and gain momentum. Yeah. And so a big part of grooming was shaving yeah and was that sort of strict upkeep right to then now women who are choosing maybe not to shave or women who are feeling empowered by the choice of not shaving and are empowering others i think it's off-putting to the older generation yeah because i think that the hair the no shave hairless in the western world that's just absolutely yeah because i think that the no shave movement started in second wave feminism really gained traction in third and it's still there today yeah, and I think as a result of that, there have been a lot of celebrities that are caught uh, protesting. I know White Julie, celebrities. Yeah, Julia Roberts White was woman. famously caught or did it on purpose in 1999 on the red carpet. Notting Hill premiere, yeah. Miley Cyrus dyed her armpits hair pink. Monique, celebrity. Monique, a woman of color, okay. went on the red carpet with um, hair, leg hair. And then was heckled for it. And like, but of course. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the politics are skewed. Right. Julia Roberts and Miley Cyrus were like it's, praised. Right. And it's a statement. But well, I black women everyone praised them. But No, you're right. But, but because it's a already sort of f- driven by white feminists, they true. get maybe possibly more of a yeah, go you versus right. a Ew, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, because the growth of body hair essentially is like a, a symbol of a woman's autonomy over her body. Yeah. So the choice to not shave is an ultimate, I'm taking my body into my own hands. Right. Fuck what you think about it. Exactly. So let's, let's go to a little history lesson because the history of hair removal is interesting it's kind of depressing yeah people died yep (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying and it changes a lot from you know culture to culture from bce to 1700s to the first razor that was invented by a man yep um so let's just get into it sure so just so we all are on the same page the human body contains five million hair follicles the same as chimpanzees and other primates we have two kinds of hair there's terminal hair which grows on your scalp and eyebrows and eyelashes and there's vellus hair that's the hair that grows everywhere else so there's two different types of hair on our body the practice of removing body hair can be traced back to ancient rome and egypt Some of the first razors were made of copper and were used in Egypt and in India around 3000 BCE. Mm -hmm. And it was Egyptian women who removed head hair and considered pubic hair uncivilized. Yes, they removed their entire, all of body hair. Mm -hmm. Um, They removed it. They also had razors made from seashells. Yep. Um, Egyptians also removed hair with sugar-based waxes, like modern-day waxing practices. Yep. Um, then the Romans had more tools like tweezers, pumice stones. Is that how you say pumice that word? stones. Pumice. I just want to say pumice. English, the English language. I tell you, and um, debil- de- de- depilatory creams. creams. Yes. Yeah, and in Elizabethan England, a lot of women either removed or lost their eyebrows after using a harsh facial product called cirrus, yes. which contained white lead, which cause skin irritation and hair loss through lead poisoning. Jeez, that's ironic. And while we're on the subject of eyebrows, P.S., Egyptian women 
it was in, in ancient Egypt, Egyptian women were obsessed with their eyebrows. It was literally a matter of life and death to have your arches on point. So much so that they would shave off their eyebrows when mourning okay. their deceased cats. Wow. Because cats are a very cherished and praised animal yeah. in Egypt. And so because here's this cherished and praised animal who I love so much, I shave off my eyebrows, which I also love so mm. much, to show that I am in mourning. That's fascinating. And just so we're clear, that 69 BC aesthetic with eyebrows is still very popular today. Yeah. They filled in their eyebrows. They darkened them. Yeah. They wanted them to be nice and full they were and lush. definitely ahead of the times. I mean, this, yeah. this the concept of hair removal now, it isn't, it's not a new concept. The no. Fact that, oh my God, no. The fact that the Egyptians and the Romans are doing it, dating all the way back to 3000 BCE, uh, goes to show how long the idea or the procedure of hair removal has been alive and well. Mm -hmm. And so fascinating, this idea of of a woman removing her hair. Mm -hmm. And throughout all of history, it, it's been used somehow as a weapon of shame yeah. and conformity for sure dating all the way back to that time and and also equating to i mean for the romans body hair was a sign of class so the more so prestigious no 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 the less hair you had oh, the more okay. prestigious you were in society got it, got it. so or the more prestigious and the higher in society where you were expected to have less hair got it. you okay. were expected to to um shave more and like do all this stuff to mm -hmm. to prove that you are I mean, sort of still the same today, yeah, right? Yeah, well, that's absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so the modern era of hair removal may have been propelled by one Mr. Charles Darwin in his 1861 book, Descent of Man. In the book, he talks about his theories of natural selection, i.e. that homo sapiens have less body hair than his or her antecedents because less hairy mates were more sexually attractive. That so that's where that came from. And then by the early 1900s, upper and middle class white women associated smooth skin with desirable femininity. Thus, in 1914, in Harper's Bazaar, that was the first women's magazine to run hair removal ads. And by 1915, Gillette made the first safety razor specifically for women. And as a side note, in those Gillette ads, they encourage women to remove unsightly and objectionable hair from their bodies. That's so fascinating. I object. I don't like your unibrow. Shave it off. It's objectionable. That is so crazy. <laughs> I think fashion, fashion for sure had a huge for sure. mark in this because people started, like how we started this episode, mm -hmm. <laughs> people started showing more skin, yep. uh, new fashion started coming out. Um, the fashions of the 1940 coupled with World War II meant that American women were more likely to shave their legs. Mm -hmm. the, well, because in 1946, the bikini became yeah, a thing. Right. And because of the wartime shortage of the nylon meant that women couldn't wear stockings everywhere. Therefore, right. having to go bare-legged because they didn't have nylons, more women shaved their legs and uh, and then eventually allowed them to prepare for the miniskirt in the yep. 1960s. And so by 1964, 98% of American women were routinely shaving their legs. But don't forget about what happened in the 50s. Remember Hugh Hefner and that magazine Playboy hit the shelves. Yep. And you saw a lot of scantily clad, hairless models. Yep. And those models, those women became the ideal beauty standard for women. Yes. 
So it's interesting. You couple, you couple sort of, you trace back the history of how it all happened, which was it was already happening by mm-hmm. the Egyptians and the Romans and the French. And then you bring that with war, mm-hmm. post-World War II, and certain shortages and media yep. and popularity amongst Playboy mm-hmm. that all sort of somehow then sets this societal norm yeah. that everyone has to deal with and accomplish. Well, not everyone. Because Most... there were people that objected to the hairless craze. Because yes. the feminists of the 60s and 70s... Oh, I was just going to say the hippies. No. Yeah. No and way. Are you kidding me? Well, not hippies necessarily. I mean, maybe they were too, but I'm talking about specifically the feminists. Oh, the feminists. I yeah. See. Who were like, no, I'll favor the own natural look. However, the hairless craze came back around 1987 because Brazilian bikini waxes became mainstream. Mm. And the first salon offering a complete hair wax removal experience came stateside. And essentially popularity spread via word of mouth. Yeah. And I mean, I remember all in the 2000s, everyone was getting waxed. Yeah. I mean, how can we all forget Carrie Bradshaw on Sex and the City? Remember her famous line? I got mugged. She took everything I got. That one. Or Steve Carell and the 40-year-old virgin. Yep. And then come about 2006... Yep. Laser hair removal became a thing yep. thanks to a one Miss Kim Kardashian. Yep. You might know her. And by 2008, yep. <coughs> excuse me, you can do your own laser hair removal at home for $995. That's crazy. Just order the Tria hair removal laser. Oh my God. So we've been very much held by the male gaze in terms of hairlessness. Yes. We've basically been told. If you want to be viewed as attractive and feminine, you have to be hairless. Yeah. But then also somehow it's become internalized. Yeah. We do it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We do it to other women. We just somehow have really taken on that dialogue and have have applied it to all. all, And I mean, I'm going to sidetrack just a little bit, but you didn't hear stories about men doing these things now. Nope. And I hear men getting laser hair removal now. I hear men complaining about their hair. I hear mm-hmm. men, um, and I was shocked because growing up, you're like, I thought, I assuming that it was only a thing that women were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I guess women were allowed to do. I guess women needed to do. But then I remember I had a family member in Brazil who was really hairy, and he told me he was getting laser hair removal on his back. Mm-hmm. And I was completely shocked. And he said, yeah, it's the most horrible thing. Like, he hates his back hair. Yeah, he's being dramatic. It's right. not the most horrible thing. Yeah. And I remember just being like, that's. I, I remember being a young girl and thinking that that was very feminine of him to do. Interesting. Which that's was so to remove his hair because men, quotations, air bubbles, aren't supposed to do that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, in prep for this episode, came across a lot of articles written by men that said, when did male body hair become a bad thing? And can I be real with you? Fuck those articles and fuck those men that wrote them. <laughs> Women have been having to deal with removing their body hair for years. Yeah. I personally believe that the act, that the request for women to remain hairless, i.e. we are supposed to spend extra money on shaving cream and shaving utensils. We are supposed to spend more time in the bathroom becoming hairless. Thus, we're spending less time chasing our dreams, following our careers. We're worried about our body hair. I don't feel bad for men that are now like, wait, I thought chest hair was 
is cool like when did it become not cool like yo dude if we have to spend all this time thinking about chest hair or thinking about body hair you can't too yeah absolutely i I, don't feel bad for those guys i don't think i don't it's not that i don't feel bad but i don't think it should be even like i guess a topic of discussion in the sense of like well now let's talk about your body hair removal when we've been removing our body hair for no that's what i'm saying like it uh, it throws me off but it's interesting to think that i as i as a young girl had the thought of like you as a man are doing something feminine and that's weird hmm Okay. That that for me was interesting to just sort of study my own psychology because in that sense I I almost felt like like not that I wasn't allowing him but that he was less manlier because of that. Got it. So then then it's it's just that that psychology behind it all of like but no if men want to take whatever they can do whatever they want with their body here of course but then this idea that it's only feminine or the the idea that we're, we even have to, you know? Yeah, and I think when we're talking about it's men so and removing body hair, that is totally an elective choice of course. for men. Right. Now, that being said, I do think our culture is changing, and I do think that more women are going towards hairless men and want a hairless, really? yeah, and want hairless chests and hairless backs. Good for the Asian men. And also, <laughs> not all body hair is created equal. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, a white man's body hair, a white man's chest hair is different than a black man's chest hair. Well, totally. In black culture, we call black man's chest hair taco meat because, again, of how it grows. That's so It's funny. curly. Yeah, it's yeah, tight. Yeah, yeah. And so that's our joke. Like, right. oh. Well, my, my family member, Zill, is, um, he's like a mulatto. He's like very mixed. He's got like green eyes and really dark skin and he's got like a very interesting ambiguous sort of look. But and if you take in Brazil, how, you know, it's so mixed. Yeah. Black and white. Um, but, but I agree. I think that, I mean, and I guess, I mean, segueing into sort of people of color, mm-hmm. like you said, it's, it's different, different type of hair, yep, different color, mm-hmm. different texture, different thickness, different everything when it comes to people of color, I believe. Yeah. I think when you're talking about people of color and their body hair, specifically women and their body hair and the choice not to shave, it's not always looked at as favorably as white girls and their body hair yeah again because of how our body hair grows if a lot of us decided not to shave it wouldn't be looked at as a radical feminist statement for a lot of hairier women it would be looked at as unkempt and unclean for sure dirty without a doubt yeah without a doubt there was actually a good quote that i found in in prepping for this episode it's by um at bad dominicana on twitter and she says For white girls, hairy legs are liberating because they remain on a pedestal. For women of color, shaving is reducing the amount of abuse you already get. Mm. Essentially saying that we shave, women of color shave to avoid feeling more marginalized than we already do. Whereas if white women chose not to shave, they would still be the more revered woman. They would still be on their white pedestal. Yeah. So the choice is really a choice for them, whereas yeah. for for less, the, the choice, choice comes, comes with, with a whole extra, extra. The choice comes with a whole extra set of baggage, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily viewed as a political statement. No, in the same way. No, not at all. And I also feel like when it comes to body hair, I feel like. White feminists have a lot of things to say about how women of color feminists should deal with their body hair. But Mm -hmm. also it's interesting that both you and I had experiences where it wasn't white men calling out body hair. It was white women. 
yeah. calling out body hair. Yeah. It was white women who were the ones that were saying, you're hairy, you should get it together, yeah. not white dudes. Yeah. Most, I feel like overall, a lot of the articles I read were saying that most men never really even made it like a statement or clear that, you know, like, ew, gross, I hate hair on Unless women. you're talking about pubic hair. Oh. Sorry. Like, I have to jump in and say, like, unless you're talking about pubic hair. That's a whole different thing. But there's also game. some men that don't mind pubic hair. Like, most, yeah, most I men... Yeah, I appreciate you arguing, like, the outlier. Like, really? Because I think, I, like, most men, like, don't, I feel like, don't care as much. I disagree with you. Really? I disagree with you. See, we I... Are, we, we are a culture that has been brought up on porn and on hairless bodies of Playboy. You're absolutely right. And I think maybe for you personally in your own life, maybe the guys that you've been with haven't said anything, but I can't say the same. That's so interesting because not that the guys I've even been with, but I like that's a question I always somehow end up asking amongst like groups of friends or things at work or just, you know, a conversation that comes up because mm-hmm. it'll just happen somehow. And overall, when it comes to makeup and body hair, I feel like men don't care nearly as much as women do. Well, makeup for sure. Yeah. I 100% hear you. Yeah. Body hair, I will disagree with you. It depends on where the body hair is. That I, I agree with you. But yeah, I don't, I'm like 50-50 on that one because I feel like somehow we also brainwash ourselves into thinking Without that men aren't going to like me if I don't shave yeah, my oh, sure. And that's not true. 100%. Totally. That just doesn't make any sense. If a guy wants to have sex with you and likes you, just because you have pubic hair isn't really going to truly make a difference. Right. You can have but a conversation about it. is he going to dog you out and talk about it afterwards? I freaking hope so not. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I went to a pretty liberal college, and let me tell you, like, I would hear about the girls that had pubic hair from the guys that hooked up with them saying, don't hook up with her. Ew, she has pubic That's hair. It's gross. so interesting. You know it could I mean? also be my culture because in Asian culture, I'm going to segue a little bit again, too. In China, first of all, it has to do with that Asian women don't have a lot of hair already in general. Mm-hmm. Like Eastern, like China and Taiwan and those, I'm not counting Southeast, I guess most just Eastern, Northeast, but they, we don't have much hair. And so... It's not a big deal to shave. Okay. The women that are starting to shave now are being influenced by the Western world. Of course. But there was recently, I think in 2012, there was a whole uh, sort of experiment on and like a, like a, what do you call that? Like a, like a, not a, uh, when people like. A case study? No, no, no. It was a people, like everyone was taking pictures of their shaving of their armpits and like, oh, and putting them to social media. Yeah, and they were gonna pick the best one. What do you um, call that? Uh, like a campaign, a campaign or whatever you would. Yeah, something like that. And they were saying how most women in China still don't shave as much. I think roughly about tw- only twenty people in their twenties and thirties. Only about forty percent of those people still shave. Okay. I think it has to do that we have less body hair, but I think in that culture, it's just really not a big deal. Yeah. And I think part of for me that my my values and my morals or my ideas of of why maybe some men don't care and where I've come from is because I've been raised to believe that. Got that it. That makes sense. Totally. And I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But I got to stick up for the hairy girls here. I get you. I, I got to stick up for them and say like when you're 12 and you just want to fit in and yeah. you're hairy. Well, if you look at Asian porn, too, most of the w- women in Asian porn, like from Japan, mm-hmm. have hair. 
have a ton, like it's a giant bush. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Japan's the only Asian country that is porn is legal anyways, but <laughs> it's just they they're okay with it. It's not a big deal there. I hear that. And I think but again, those are adult women. Yes. In this porn. I'm talking about like when you're 12 and 13 and in junior high school and high school and you just want to fit in. Right. Because that's the standard here. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And like, I appreciate parents that are like, oh, honey, hair is natural. But like, honestly, fuck that shit. When you want to fit in as a teenager, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. No one wants to hear no. hair is natural. It's biological. It's yeah. organic. We just want yeah, to fit that in. That doesn't as a child, that makes no sense to you, even though it makes sense. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Like, it makes sense, duh, but as a child, you're like, why do I care? Because I still feel like shit. Right, because yeah. someone, there's an outside force, generally And they're cooler, women, and they're better. Right, that are, that are the the, the um, typical standard of beauty. Right. And when you're 12 things. and vulnerable and immature and young and naive, of course you're going to want to start shaving and, or steal your parents' razor. Or, yeah. Or, you know, even if they tell you no, uh, go against the rules, you know, for and sure. get in trouble for it. Definitely. There's I think my mom, like. a lot of girls walked in on me when I was shaving at 13 and it was like a non-issue. Like I'd already been shaving for a year and she like saw me like leg really? up in the bathroom and she was like, oh, okay. I, heard, I read so many stories of uh, like Southern East Asian, Bangladesh, Indian, Middle East Asian women who parents didn't allow them to shave. Huh. Got it. And they, their parents actually were disappointed that they started shaving. I mean, I could definitely understand both sides of that. This is equation. more of like an immigrant, like assimilating into ask, white culture, like, which I yeah. have to speak upon because I, I remember when I, kind of sort of shaved because I like thought it was cool, but I didn't really have much hair anyways. And my mom, I think, wondered where, and I think I got the razor from like the airline back then when they used to oh. get razors. They did? Yeah. Oh, I guess they did. Yeah, yeah they you're did. right. In, yeah, like, yeah, business class, they used to give out razors. Okay. And even, I think, in a comedy, they used to give a toothbrush and a razor and a toothpaste. Okay. Wow, they don't do that anymore. Man, uh, times no, have changed. They do not. Um, and I remember my mom being like, what are you doing? There's no, why do you need to shave? There's no reason to shave. Um, so. Interesting. It's, yeah, it's just, it's that, it's that sort of, it's, it's, it's that East meets, meets West sort of ideals of the world's kind of clashing and when you're young and your parents are immigrants, it's very different. For sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I can only really speak from my African-American perspective. Of course, perspective. as you should. Segwaying back to women of color, um, the politics on body hair removal are not equal. They not are separate all. and they are not equal. In the article, the problem with the feminist body hair, I hope I'm not butchering this author's name, but... Nilofur Hadiri, I believe is her name. Oh, yeah, she wrote the article on why they leave uh, Colors of Girl. Right. Female, women of color out. Yes, exactly. She says the reality is that women of color have been called hairy their whole lives, and most often by white women, despite the fact that almost all experiences regarding discomfort around their bodies, uh, about their body hair, comes from white women, it seems to pinpoint men as the main targets of abuse and ridicule. None of my mostly white boyfriends have ever particularly noticed or minded my hair. For me, hair removal was performed as a form of assimilation into white society. Mm -hmm. Before I had a chance to worry about boys finding me hairy, I'd had plenty of experience with white women telling me so. And I do think in this... This article is on Vice, by the way, guys. I do think there's a lot of honesty and truth to that. And I do think in terms of the politics of body hair, I do think that white women do play... 
white women do play a hand in upholding that sense of patriarchy. Yeah. And I think that's why the politics of it are not that equal. That's why the mm-hmm. politics of hair removal are not, are to me, are frustrating. And when I walk into these mainly white spaces and the conversation of body hair comes up, it's very easy to argue body hair when your body hair doesn't grow as thickly or as coarsely or as darkly yeah. as those of us that have pigment in our skins. Right. And then you have to think about like on the other end, you know, certain products, if you just go buy a razor and you and a normal razor on the shelf, if you have really thick, pigmented, tough, ingrown or naughty hair, that's razor is probably not going to be enough be enough or you might get ingrowns or you'll yeah. be super irritated yeah or you're yeah to itch. and there's just so many actually more finer details that come with just let me buy a razor and shave and yeah like you said laser hair removal mm-hmm. or this idea that you know i there was this one line in an article i don't know who wrote it but they said it perfectly where it was like removing hair has almost become a sign of ritual or sort of like brushing your teeth Got it. but without any of the health benefits yeah like uh-huh. almost even taking away from your health if hair so called if hair is healthy to keep dirt out of your skin to protect you to mm-hmm. regulate your skin temperature to keep you warmer in cold climates a b c all the above yeah but somehow it's become you gotta wash your hair you gotta shower you gotta clean you gotta wash those private parts and you gotta shave yeah and if you don't then there's like you did something wrong yeah, for sure. If you don't shave, you're still unclean. Right. You could scrub yourself till you are bleeding, but if you yeah. are not shaving, you're still unclean. Which I remember at one point, I think this was probably getting close to the 2010s where a bunch of articles and scientific facts started coming out about why shaving actually wasn't healthy for you. Mm-hmm. And it would like, I remember the seeing the signs in school and like yeah. the hair follicles and things about when you cut it off, it just grows thicker, mm-hmm. right? And you're actually supposed to... Like, the pores and everything, you're actually supposed to, like... You're supposed to take it out of the follicle. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. Crazy. (laughs) Uh, She goes on to say in that exact same article, women of color are often left feeling as if we are still on the outside due to our naturally darker and more visible hair. Women of color who have body hair, even in today's day of feminism, where body hair is proudly looked upon, are deemed as dirty and unhygienic, while white women are seen as a feminist statement or a protest against society. Couldn't have said it better myself. Like, just couldn't have said it better. Yep. She said it really well. Yeah, and I think it just goes to show that when it comes to intersectional feminism, it hasn't quite reached the body hair removal conversation. Right. Because I feel like there are plenty of, of women of color, not even feminists, but women of color that would rather not shave. But we know that if we don't shave those white feminists will have something to say or think about it. Yeah. Because the way that our hair looks unshaved is super different than what they are familiar with. Right. And when they see it, they definitely feel a sense of disgust Mm -hmm. and not feeling very good. Yeah, totally. And if you're championing for the same cause. Right. Then it just feels so counterproductive. Definitely. We're all on the same side here. For sure. Not to mention, y'all, hair removal ain't cheap. It comes hair removal in general, but I think I read somewhere where in one year you could spend up to twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars on products, which could possibly be a down payment for 
a lot of things. Yeah, definitely. And when we say products, it could be razors and shaving cream and aftershave, shave, all that stuff. Yeah. Laser hair removal, Mm -hmm. depilatory creams, waxing. There are like the expense is so large. And then you talk about products and then there are incomes. There in lies. The pink tax. There it is. We've talked about the pink tax before. We're going to talk about it again. Yep. The pink tax (laughs) is very much alive and well. Chew on this little fact. So if you go to CVS and you get a set of three men's razors, that'll run you about $8. However, if you get a set of three of that same brand's razors for women, we'll we'll work with Gillette, sure. Uh, For women, those are the pink and purple razors. That'll run you about $13.99. Oh, the pink tax. Right. The pink tax. Absolutely. So when we're talking about women shave more, gentlemen, give us more money to do it. (laughs) <laughs> or white feminists, stop telling black women or women of color what to do with our fucking body hair. Yeah. Y'all make more money than we do. Yeah. Don't tell us what to do. Yeah. Especially when we're shaving a lot more. Way more. More often. More area coverage. Thank way you. Way more surface area. I can't tell you the amount of articles I read where women were like, and I have to shave my feet and my knuckles. And my back. Oh, my God. And, and my neck and my face. Yeah. Things that you don't ever have to think about when you when you're either just not as hairy or not of color. Right, for sure. Yeah. I think for me to to round this out and give a call of action to those listening, it seems like it's a set of two extremes. As as with many things. (laughs) It's either you shave and you're beautiful and that's exactly how you're expected to be or you don't shave and it's like a radical political statement. Oh, my God. And what about just yeah. finding normalcy? Some moderation. Yeah. Yeah. I what agree. about just if you're hairless, it's normal. If you're not hairless, it's normal. And that's easier said than done. Of course. Because I've definitely worked at that. I remember a couple of years ago when, you know, the non-shaving thing was really in full swing and a lot of my friends stopped shaving their armpits. I had to physically catch myself from reacting yeah. to the hairy armpits. Right. Like when I say it's easier said than done, that's the thing I mean. Well, again, I think this, I think our our call to action amongst many episodes that we've recorded is, again, for me, look at yourself and work at yourself because you can only talk about so much about society and other people and other white women and other people of color but really what you have full control of and full autonomy is yourself and I think if you can begin with yourself and like you said begin to catch yourself when you're feeling uncomfortable or begin to catch yourself when you feel like you're shaving for society and not for yourself if you want to be hairless because you don't like having hair great but if you're being hairless because of someone else because of something else because of a job that requires because of all this stuff that really isn't your truth then don't do it. Okay. I just like... Yes, I agree with you, but there's a fine print to what you just said that I think I have to almost counter. In the work space? In the workspace. Well, that's what I meant, like in your job or... Oh, I mean... I was just guessing, but go for it. Oh, no, I was going to say, yes, the the need to... For some women, the need to shave can be a, a professional... Uh, a professional appearance thing situation yes. but i do think because you did say at the top of the episode you're not really hairy yeah so it's easy to say make sure that you're shaving for the right reasons if you don't have to shave enough already right where i think for a lot of women it is we realize that sh- whether or not we want to shave it's so closely tied to femininity and to male gaze and to attractiveness right 
it's almost hard to separate those two. Right. So how do you? Well, there, that's therein is where the work Lies. comes comes into play. Right. Because it's this idea of like you're complaining or you're bitching about the situation that you're in because of the society that we live in, because of the white culture that we're in, possibly because of whatever environment you're in. But I think somehow there has to be a way to either balance that out or, or work towards something that isn't going to be as as negative as everything that I've been reading. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not saying that again it is hard because I've I haven't lived this life, Got but it. I know that like you you are powerful. Like you have power as Thank just a, in, an individual and you're entitled to do whatever you want and feel like you have to do. Mm-hmm. But I think this feeling of of well, I have to do this and be this because of this, but really, like, I don't want to. Or I shouldn't have to. Again, you said I think there has to be a way to work towards one or the other by finding what is truthful for you, right? And I that see takes what you're time. Saying. You know right. what I mean? Oh, totally. Definitely. I don't. I'm not saying, and I, and I can't tell anyone what to do. And again, I'm not the best person to listen to this from because I obviously don't live this sort of double life. I guess you could say, and I haven't really have to deal with the hairy life. The hairy. I haven't. I don't have a hairy life. <laughs> um, but but like again, it gets hairy. So you know, I'm just I'm just saying from a more spiritual, authentic form of like find your you can go there, be angry. And but I guess really figure out don't stay angry and don't continue to put that out in the world because I don't think that's going to help. I I think if you. you can turn a little inward and see, well, what can I do? Maybe I slowly start stop shaving. Maybe I shave do this. Maybe I do get laser hair removal. So I have I can stop shaving, whatever it is, like just do something, take action. You yeah, know? I think that that and I think that's why my answer is like, I'm just going to try and look at hair as normal. If you are hairy, yeah. I'm going to. Respect yeah, me too. I'm I'm, I'm in the same it. boat as you. Sometimes I'll, yeah. I'll I'll see someone very hairy and or a woman and I'll I have a like just weird like, yeah, that's not OK. Right. And then I'm like, whoa, that's not OK that I just thought that it's not OK. Absolutely. I have problems. Done. Yes. You we're know? on the same page. With yeah. That, 100%. And, and then I feel bad. And then I go into the spiral downturn and then I have to look at myself and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, no where wonder. did that come from? Why did you why do you think that? Yeah. Who are you to think that someone else's body right. hair is any of your business? I'm perpetuating the stereotype. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's again, I think we talk a lot about all the stuff on the podcast and our experiences. But like, truth be told, you guys, Alana and I are constantly facing and confronting and working with ourselves through all of this. And we're right there with you. We're not any better or any worse or sometimes we are worse. (laughs) But I I just I want to be as human as possible about it. So just being honest and being transparent about all that, that we're part of this, you know, and to the gentleman listening. Yo, I hope some of this has had an effect on you. And, and if you are a guy that is, I cannot do body hair on a woman, start to change that. Yeah. Because yeah. shaving takes time and yeah. it's expensive. Look beyond the hair. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you're like one of those guys who likes to like fuck and then roll to the next girl. Yeah. Well, just remember this. Uh, if I'm not, if you're not my boyfriend, I will not be shaving for you. <laughs> like I will not be giving you all that satisfaction. Right. So sorry. You got to earn it. Absolutely. You really do. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, if you wear short shorts, keep wearing them. We know it's getting hot. If yes. you are rocking a bikini, I hope it is high, high, mm-hmm. high cut freeds of London French leotard. <laughs> if you don't want to shave and you want to go all Amber Rose out into the world, take pictures and send it to us. I want to see. <laughs> I still remember that Amber Rose tweet or uh well, it, she posted the picture to Instagram of her with her bush out and then Instagram took it down. So she put it on Twitter. 
boss moves. She's so boss. Oh my god, she's awesome. Her whole presence, like I met her and I was like, boss lady. Amazing. Yeah. Anywho, Anywho. rock your hair or don't rock your hair. Yeah. But either way, have a great spring. Yeah, enjoy guys. This brought to, this episode was brought to you by our producer, Christian at Zeitheist. We are the Black and Yellow Podcast. Sure you can find us on Apple iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. Please subscribe. Rate and review if you want. Yeah, we'd like to be in your ears once a week. We also mm-hmm. like to get those rates and reviews because it helps us to monetize this show that we love doing so, so much. Mm-hmm. And if you want to find us on the gram, we are at Black and Yellow Podcast or you can find us individually and you can dm us secrets <laughs> i'm alana at renegade of fun i'm jacqueline chung young on the gram and we hope to hear from you guys and tune in next time see you later bye. stay cool out there guys bye bye bye